0: Landmine Radio, Landmine Radio, high energy, no
1: filter, oh yeah.
2: All right, folks, how about that, how about that hot fire intro music? I want to thank uh, Becca and Fred for recording that for me. Uh, we're here, this is Landmine Radio, our first podcast. We're at BuzzBiz Creative uh, Studios downtown. They do all kinds of great marketing uh, and they let us they let us use a studio for the podcast and for later for filming. So Mike Buzzynski, BuzzBiz, uh, very happy to be filming here. And if you guys need any kind of creative marketing stuff, call BuzzBiz. Uh, we're joined uh, on the first podcast with Austin Baird. Hello, Austin.
1: How's it going, Jeff? Press,
2: I, pe- press Secretary to Governor Bill Walker.
1: I understand this is the top two experience for, for our co-guest I, I just, uh, he, of he, his entire life. He did
2: say... His, this is top two. Uh, I'm assuming the marriage is one, and the kids are th- three and four.
0: I'm not going to rank the rest. I'm just going to put this one in the top okay, two. Okay, top
2: two of your okay. life. This is Scott Kendall, uh, chief of staff to Governor Bill Walker. i got to say, at first podcast, we got some, some pretty good people. I mean, I thought, thought about just, getting some just guy just pretty this, good? Really good. Really, I thought about getting some. maybe it's just some random guy to come in. We're, not even, could,
1: we're not even top two.
2: Oh, you, you are top two. One two
0: exactly. You peaked too early. You're not going to top this. This is it.
2: Well, maybe we get the governor in here one day. That that would be that could peak. Uh, So I I called you guys and uh, I'm I'm uh, surprised. I'm I'm happy you agreed to do it. Here we are. So what I want to talk about a little bit is uh, first Austin. So you (coughs) worked in media for a long time, and you were at Channel Two for how many years?
1: I was a general, too, for about five years. Uh, before that, I worked for a newspaper down in North Carolina. I worked for the Associated Press, worked for the, the old Alaska dispatch out of a hangar on Merrill Field, did that for eight, nine years, and jumped over last December to this job.
2: So basically seven months you've been on the other side.
1: The other side.
2: H- have you, in these past seven months, has there been a moment where, where you're like, wow, I, I, really wish, I really wish I knew that information?
1: Uh, only, only like seven times a day. Wow. You know? That's all.
2: Like, I really wish I knew that a month ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's uh, it's definitely like this this job. Uh, I, I feel like I've become very aware of the many things that I don't know, and the many subject areas uh, in Alaska politics and in a uh, state of Alaska government that uh, really, really, all these issues that are kind of hidden in plain sight. And uh, it's been it's been really exciting to learn. Uh, kind of the, the gamut of uh, Alaska policy issues from from this perspective yeah no, I know I knew
2: I do my, my uh, blog and landmine and I'm always trying to get information and and I, I just it's amazing how much information's out there that you can't get to and even you get a small piece of information sometimes it leads to a much bigger piece of information um, so I can't yeah I can't even imagine what it's being being like on the inside uh, and Scott so you your background you were, you're, a, you're a lawyer right
0: uh, correct I'm a lawyer
2: and then you worked in Politics and you worked in other like some, was, it,
0: was it the firm you worked for black black so uh, yeah so I was a, I was an attorney um, originally planned to be a prosecutor worked for the court of appeals in Alaska um, ended up working at private firms uh, worked for uh, the late Senator Stevens uh, worked for Senator Murkowski's write-in campaign that was kind of my first uh, I guess taste of the political side of things um, did that and then after um, in 2016 decided to leave the practice of law and work on the political side, worked for Senator Murkowski uh, through the BlackRock Group for all of 16 and pretty much all of 17 before taking this job. So
2: are you still uh, barred, I guess, are you?
0: I still am a member of the- You can Alaska still go practice. If I get
2: in trouble right now and I need somebody, I can ask you to help me.
0: I might recommend a better attorney, but <laughs> sure.
2: <laughs> so what, So, you've been chief of staff uh, to the governor for what, is it a
0: couple of years? Year and a half, yeah. And, and what's that like? Um what do, you, I, like, what do you do every day? It it's a it's a little like Austin said. Every day um it's a master class in everything Alaska does, ninety-nine percent of which, you know, you'd never have an idea. Um it's but you know, I have my day planned out every day and invariably ninety percent of my day is not what I planned it to be because we've got a state to run. Um but it's but other days, you know, it's incredibly gratifying. You know, Austin and I have jobs right now where every day you get a chance to make more difference than you will in a year of your, you know, your prior life, whatever that life was. You know, we've saved lives, we've done things, um, whether it's on the opioid crisis, whether it's on other things, where um, even where there's not a news story written, you know, you don't get credit for the crisis averted. But some of the things we get to do, um, pretty cool. I never, I never thought I would, you know, President Xi landed in Anchorage. I met President of China. Never, you know. Yeah,
2: I remember. I was actually out of, I was out of the country when that happened, but. I remember a friend of mine posted the, a video of, of the motorcade. Of, of, it was a, a lot of, I mean, I think they were going to down Portage or somewhere. Beluga Point. Or Beluga, yeah, Beluga Point. Yeah. But it looked, it looked pretty intense. It was, it was the full deal. So how often at your job do you have a problem come up where, where you're like, wow, what, how, do I, how do I handle this? Like, I, I have no idea what to do.
0: Um, well, well he,
1: call, he calls you every time, so right, I should know. I don't
2: get enough calls. I feel like I'm not getting in the... Well,
0: well in the... are we talking about my personal life here, or are we talking about professional? We're talking... Ta-
2: ta- we go to a whole different
0: well, different track well, let's with start this with, podcast. Let's
2: try, <laughs> well, there's two different paths we can go. Let's start with, as chief of staff, I mean, you have a lot of people reporting to you. I assume everybody, all the staff can report to you, and then you report to the, to the, to the governor. That's, yeah, I, I mean,
0: I, I will say, um, yeah, there are, I mean, there are days where the job's humbling. You don't understand the problem, let alone understand the solution. But at the same time, you look at the cabinet this governor has, you know, Val Davidson, Heidi Dragus. So Val's the uh, Health and Social Services. Health and social Services. Heidi Dragus, Commissioner of Labor. Uh, John Muth, the Attorney General. I, I get to play point guard and pass off decisions and help reach decisions with probably the smartest group of people in the state. So, so
2: how many – I've always kind of wondered this. You know, when you're dealing with, like, the governor or the mayor or the pres- president, they have so much to, to worry about. So the stuff that gets to them – must be the really challenging stuff. I mean, they're big, big problems. How many of things happen that you? I mean, of, of all the things you get, I mean, how much actually goes to the governor? How much of it you kind of just deal with it and f- solve it with whoever commissioner or whoever you might be working with? You
0: know, you know, I I do my best to manage his time because, of course, you know, it's a he puts in 18 hours a day every day. Um, so I do my best to manage things, but I'll say, you know, every tough decision, you know, he's the one making the decision. I can. I and the commissioners can provide our best counsel and, you know, offer to take care of things, but at the end of the day, he makes the calls. So, I guess it depends, you know, when there's an easy solution, you know, oftentimes it won't even reach, you know, uh, the department level, but sometimes mm-hmm. it
2: does. So, so Austin, you're you're new, you're the press secretary, and I assume you work pretty closely with Scott.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
2: He's you're you report to Scott or mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're you're having a situation where you're looking at things and you were in the media for a long time and you have to decide, you know, how do we say this or what do we want to say? And and do you have a lot of autonomy as kind of like how, how you put out the message or do you like work together on this stuff or –
1: I don't want to say I run everything, but uh, zero
2: I, autonomy. I don't want to I don't say know. I don't want to <laughs> no. say I'm a big deal, but yeah. I'm kind we of. G-
0: we give Austin zero autonomy. He has, he has he has he has a Playmobil phone. It's not actually hooked up. <laughs> I do. I have two, but I have two phones. They both look cool. So he
2: texts, fun. and there's like this automatic robot that responds. Yeah, and tells him it makes him feel really good.
1: Hey, and that's and that's all that counts.
0: No, so. I mean Austin does a phenomenal job. He's been a great addition to the team. I mean he's he's able to to think about things the way the folks on the outside do. I mean, granted, I've been in state employment all of 18 months myself, but there really is a, this real value to Austin has, you know, looked at these issues, investigated these issues from the outside. So he's, He brings us great perspective and an ability to communicate, I think, clearly to the public in a way that's not mm-hmm. like, you know, state government speak. It's really the way people talk. And it's, I
2: mean, it's pretty common for a lot of, you know, media, oftentimes media people will go into – you know, com- PR, communications, you know, press secretary type roles. So because you were in the media for so long, I mean, you have, I guess you know everybody who you're, you're dealing with on a daily basis. You know all the, even sometimes when I call up and ask for something, you, you know who I am.
1: <laughs> I, I absolutely know who uh, who has the Speedo license plate in the state of Alaska. It's actually
2: right out outside there
1: it is uh yeah no i i definitely know from from media perspective just about everybody on -on one-on-one basis to uh, varying levels i know legislators i know mayors i know people like that i mean the 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 past job that that i had what i enjoyed about it was getting to meet all different types of people you could in in the span of a day uh i could go have a conversation sit down you know down the road from here at uh uh, outside of Beans Cafe, talk to somebody who's going through a tough times. Someone who's homeless. Then I could talk to the mayor of Anchorage. I could talk to a teacher. I could talk to all these different kind of groups of people and uh, get to know them. And definitely still still enjoy like just taking in different perspectives and uh, cool. like having that having that view of the world. And coming into this job, it's definitely been it's been interesting to have like more bent in the direction of. Uh, state government, commissioners, uh, governor, lieutenant governor. High-level people. High-level people we, we, we like, did the, like uh, Jeff Landfield. We,
2: yeah, we did the Dave Steeren show a few months ago. Dave was out of town. And he asked us to fill in. And I filled in for Dave before in the past many times. And I was—I um, I made the joke that normally I'll get the dog catcher or somebody to come on with me. But you had, we had like, I don't know, four commissioners or five commissioners call in or, or the Andy Matt came in the studio. We had the... What's her name the lady that does the trade international trade?
1: Yeah, Shelly James. I didn't yeah. even know that was a position. And you're uh, and you're gunning for it now, I know. Yeah, don't. no, I'm,
2: I'm, I told her if she steps down, Shelly if you're listening to this, if is it what is it? She- Shelly James. Shelly, if you're listening to this and you are ever stepping down and you need to get a replacement, I'm I'm your guy. You can I'm easy to get a hold of. That that sounds like a
0: that that has interna- international incident written all over oh, it. Oh yeah. There. No,
2: I mean with with me if, if cuz you guys went to China you went to China recently, right? I did. And there, yeah. and I heard later there was like a press Pool or I don't know a few press people like like Blake Essig came and yeah um Ro, Ro, what's her name Rasha so uh,
1: Blake Essig from K2U and Rasha Mcchesney from Alaska Public Media they were there for the full time and on top of that the governor did probably between forty and fifty interviews while he was in China you, you guys
2: you guys should have brought me because yeah. I'm I guarantee it would have been a lot of information a lot like we would have got the VPN we would have getting getting the information out there. Because I don't know if you can. It's blocked, and a lot of stuff's blocked in China. But is the
1: landmine blocked in China? That's nope. the question.
2: Um, well, we're, we're we're working on getting the the Chinese landmine started, and it's, we're going through some loop, loopholes. Um, so, how was how China though? You were there for what 10, 10 days, or?
1: Yeah, it was. It was a really it was really uh, interesting experience uh, seeing up close. I mean, you hear about it in in abstract terms the the scale of how big China is, how big Chinese cities are. And, and to me, it was really incredible to just see what, uh, I was, I was born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, lived for a while in, uh, Washington DC and kind of bigger cities like that. But to me, the way I'd put it is, uh, for Shanghai and for Beijing and cities like that, it's like you take downtown Atlanta and multiply it by like 30 times and it just keeps going and going and going. There's,
2: there's a hundred cities in China over a million people. Yeah. What do we have in U.S.? Ten, maybe?
1: What do we have in Alaska?
2: I mean, we don't even, what do we got? 700 and not even 800,000 people here in, this, in the whole state.
1: Right. Yeah. One, I mean, one of the funnier moments was uh, the guys from uh, 49 State Brewing, uh, Jason Motika and David McCarthy. They, they, were, they,
2: they, they came along. Because you guys brought a bunch of people. Businesses came along with
1: you oh guys, yeah. right? Yeah. I yeah. Think
0: 50 people representing 30 yeah. businesses. Yep. Yep, and it
1: was uh, like from from places like uh, breweries to a bunch of uh, different uh, facets of the uh, seafood industry to the mining industry, kind of like a gamut of Alaska business. I think some, over. some
2: folks don't realize uh, our Alaska's biggest trading partner is China,
1: by far. It's, and it's,
2: it's it's not even the second number two. I think it's is it Japan or Canada? It's, it's it's not even close though.
1: Yeah, right. and in and in both directions, both in terms of imports, uh, it's not. I don't believe it's number one, but it's very close and. Uh, and certainly for, for exports it's the largest and has been for seven or eight years but yeah I mean you walk into Fred Meyer, Walmart uh, sport, sportsman's warehouse anywhere like that what are you going to see if you open up anything any piece of clothing, any pair of shoes mm-hmm. made in China and then what
2: and we send out mostly, it's mostly a lot of its fish isn't it
1: we send out a lot of fish, and we and send then, uh, out... Raw, materi-
2: raw materials, I think, mining. Yeah. Uh, doesn't, doesn't a lot of the zinc go there? from.
1: There's a gold mine uh, down in Juneau, uh, Kensington, I believe. I might be conflating it, mixing it up with the uh, other cr- mine. But there's definitely a mine in Juneau where all the gold that they package goes over to China, and all the other raw materials that they're uh, processing out of that mine are going to China.
2: Imagine working there and, and uh, being like, oops, I, uh, something dropped. I'll take that,
0: a yeah. piece of gold.
2: I think, I heard the gold in these places, it's, there's like a marking. on the. Like you can figure out where the gold came from. Like right. where, a gold, where gold is mine, there, there's like, a, I'm not sure the term, but there's, you can tell where it came from. So if you, if you take it, they can figure out where it came from.
1: There's only, there's only one way to find out, Jeff. So. Well, because I
2: know somebody that was working at Fort Knox up there, and apparently there's real strict uh, policy like how you go to work and how you leave. Because you could, I mean, how much is a little piece of gold worth? How about, how about a big gold brick?
1: Yeah,
2: so that's a, it's a retirement. A couple, couple, of those suckers. Then, then Not that I'm advocating for that. Then, then the
1: landmine yeah. podcast. You won't have to wear just one headphone. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. We'll have gold. We'll have gold mics. Yeah. yeah,
2: the um, the the headphones I'm using the apparently the stereo. Pl- I don't really know, but I'm only one works right now. We're gonna we're gonna get that taken care of.
1: So episode have, two, episode I,
2: two, episode two. That's next next that's the next one. So uh, I heard a rumor. When you were in China, does does your title, press secretary, translate to something? Were you? I heard you were put in these very high level positions, like right next to Bill Walker, right next to the governor.
1: There, there were a couple meetings, uh, a couple of meetings with the organizations like Sinopec, Bank of China, CIC. Where uh, I feel like the translation for press secretary is a lot more impressive than it is. Well, because uh, secretary sounds pretty. A
2: lot of these secretary. It's a big title.
1: It does. And there were a couple of meetings where I was put, you know, in, in China, it's very important where people are sitting physically. So the person at the middle of the table on each side, that's kind of the the power, you know, the power position, the most uh, prominent person in the room. And then the person next to them is the second most and so on and so on. And, and there were a couple of times where I was put uh, in what felt like certainly the wrong spot. And we would be pushed into a room and have, you know, 10, 15 minutes with, uh, with, uh, whoever it would be, the, the CEO of a very large gas company or the, the CEO of, uh, of uh, you know the the aviation fuel industry uh, over there, whoever it would be, I, and you probably
2: thought you were some like high like high level up and comer.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. It was it was a tough return to reality when Austin had to go back to standing in the corner. <laughs> and <at our> <laughs> he had to go back yeah. to, we don't actually. He hasn't actually earned a chair. He had to yet. go back to his fake cell phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to go yeah.
1: back to my fake cell phone, and I had a 12 and a half hour flight sitting next to the bathroom on the way back. So <laughs> the ride is over. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> so um, yeah. So so you so you didn't ever. Confirm this, but the, the theory is your title translated to some, some big... They probably thought you were second in command or something.
1: The, the youngest lieutenant governor in the United <laughs> States, apparently. I love that. Yeah.
2: So, Scott, you didn't go to China. I did not. Uh, here's a question I just thought of. So, when the governor's gone... So, Byron was here at the time. He didn't go, did he? He did not. So, when he, like, leaves the state, when he leaves the country, is he, is he still... Is everything still the same, or does somebody kind of...
0: The governor is so, always in charge wherever he is. But if they, something goes
2: down and he's not at reachable or... Avail- I guess everybody's pretty much reachable nowadays, but if something goes down and, like, there's, like, no way to get a hold of him because he's on some airplane or something, what what happens?
0: Oh, uh, You know, the, they would communicate with me and the lieutenant governor, and, you know, the lieutenant governor is... You know, if, if the governor were incapacitated in some way, the lieutenant governor would certainly be in charge, but the, the governor is, by all means, reachable because I've, I've had enough calls with him when he's in China or Washington, D.C., where I know... It's 2 a.m. where he is, and yet he's still reachable.
1: He's, he is always checking email, always. And airplanes are email time. Our, I mean, our
0: staff has a theory that he does not actually sleep. Um, he does work literally, I think, 18 to 20 hours a day. He's by far the hardest working person I've ever worked with, which and make, the, makes challenges on the staff when they travel with him and try to keep up. Yeah, and he's in.
1: He's in. I mean, I, I will just gl- a glance at my calendar. He's in something like eighteen or twenty meetings today. He's in Washington, uh, having meetings on trade and tariffs, and also at the World Gas Conference. And and I mean, it's meetings with uh, Congressman Young, Senator Murkowski, Secretary Wilbur Ross, the Commerce Secretary Steve Mnuchin. Very high level. Yeah. And these are these are these
2: are real these high are level real meetings. meetings. These, yeah. these aren't these aren't my high level meetings.
1: These these are not Austin Baird meetings. <laughs>
2: so um speaking of china um obviously there's this whole thing with trade now and these this trade war and tariffs and the the big push I think obviously is the the gas line would be would be would be great if that happened and that's uh the way it's structured. I think the Chinese would finance a, a big part of it seventy five percent of it Yeah, um, it's, the way it's, it's, kind of
0: it's financed as debt for capacity so they don't uh, they don't, they don't they own don't, it they don't finance it and own the pipe they finance it in order to get a large chunk of the resource coming off the pipe and what they really do is get the chance to buy it
2: so are these what's going on now with this trade war and these potential tariffs on steel is that going to is that affecting i've heard different things about some things might be exempt uh final final or raw materials might be exempt compared to like a
0: final product you know the, the 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 trade tensions are unfortunate but from what we can see it's a real opportunity right because there's 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 two issues at play here there's there's uh there's disputes between how the Chinese do trade, which is one category of issues. The other is this very, very large annual trade deficit that the United States has had with China for decades. And they're looking for a way to balance that. And and China is yeah. also looking for a way to balance that because they want trade to continue in a productive fashion. So if they enable this export project, you know, call it eight to ten billion dollars a year of of gas going overseas, that could continue, you know, there's discovered gas for 25 years. That could be 100 years of gas. Yeah, and,
2: and uh, you know, I've been talking to. I'm not by any means a genius here, but I, I did take some economics classes, and I, I minored in economics. And people confuse a trade deficit. They think there's like some pile of money sitting somewhere, and really, it's just the Chinese produce more things we want than we produce that they want. Right. Um, and and there's a deficit that way. And and I mean, there's there's you know reasons that it's not good, and especially with currency, and you want to fix it. But you're right. I mean, us exporting. However, many billions of dollars of gas a year would would uh, help the, our deficit because it's something we're exporting rather than um, you know continuing to import more more stuff. Right, and the and
1: and the whole the whole goal of the trade mission was to make it so we would be bringing from Alaska every every product that the Chinese markets may want. So if you look at the Chinese middle class, they've had a growing middle class that wants more fresh seafood. So that's why you had companies like. Trident Seafoods, Copper River Seafoods, Icicle Seafoods over there, and making a pitch and saying, hey, we can figure out how to get more fresh uh, caught, uh, wild-caught salmon from uh, Alaska to China. And uh, and that's something that their market wants. That's something Chinese people want. And all that means is that there would be more, more sales and more exports, more More jobs in Alaska, and it's all that it's doing is making it so instead of just buying stuff from the from Chinese uh, companies, uh, you know, in you know whether it's in like Walmart, Fred Meyer, wherever, it's making it so you're flipping it, and they would also be buying Alaskan products, and that's that was the whole goal of the trade mission. What what about there
2: was talk about a flight, maybe a flight to. Shanghai from Anchorage, is that still being...
0: Yeah, one of the things they're working on is direct flights, because right, right now Right, direct, direct, yeah. It's a, it could be a six-and-a-half to seven-hour flight, but it's basically a 20-hour odyssey, because you often go Seattle, from Seattle, Seattle to yeah. L.A., and L.A., you actually fly over and can sometimes see the lights of Anchorage as you cross back mm-hmm. over. Well, I mean, they Shanghai. have the...
2: It's, it's, it's seasonal, but usually there's two. There's, there's the Frankfurt, there's the, the Condor flight from Anchorage to Frankfurt, which is like eight hours. Same thing, otherwise you gotta to go to Minneapolis and then it takes much longer. And then we have seasonally the the um, Yakutia Air that goes to Kamchatka, which, I mean, that's to get there without doing that. I mean, it's a six hour, I think it's a five or six hour flight. Otherwise, I mean, you literally have to go to like Asia or it takes maybe a whole day, more than 24 hours to get there.
0: Right, yeah, I mean, Anchorage and and Alaska itself is one of the most strategically located positions on Earth. And so we're sort of trying to bring the uh, flight patterns to reflect that, because the cargo planes are certainly moving through here because it is such a... Right
2: now, I don't know if you guys you you heard or you saw the the north-south runway is being worked on. Mm -hmm. So now they're using the east-west runway. And if you see these, everybody's kind of complaining because these 747s are taking off, you know, 100 a day. And they're flying right over Anchorage. Hear about
0: this? Yeah, they're reversed. You, instead of taking out off well the, over the inlet, they're taking off so, inwards. So the
2: north-south runway is being, like, repaired for a month. But, I mean, you just if you look at that, you can see, you know, Atlas and Cafe. Every day you see 747 after 747. And we used to have, uh, if, if I recall, like, we used to have a lot more cargo come here. But uh, because we were the hop-off point, we needed to get gas. We needed to get fuel. But now these planes have, you know, further, longer and longer capacities. And that's one of the areas we lost, we're lo- losing on. Because when they land, I guess they pay a fee. And they've lost on some of the airports, lost on some of the cargo business because some of these planes can can go farther without having to stop and refuel.
0: Yeah, that's one of the the reasons for advocating to bring more of them through. You know, a little bit of the Iceland Air model, where Iceland Air has a ton of. Oh, yeah, we have the other one, Reykjavik. And people can stop off. So you could say, you know, flights that normally go through Seattle and get stacked up in SeaTac or LAX. Can come through on their way to Chicago or New York through Anchorage. Instead, people can hop off the plane, experience Alaska for four or five days, get back on the plane, continue on. Their I'm way.
2: surprised there's not talk or there's not a, Jap- a flight to Japan, because there's a lot of Japanese tour. I don't know, maybe not enough to re- warrant a flight, but there's a lot of Japanese tourists that come, especially up to Fairbanks. You know, they go up to. Yeah, Ch- there there are ha- some
0: there are some companies doing charter flights, and they they basically buy out a plane and they get the whole plane filled with tourists. So I, I, the tourism is a. a a place where we could see remarkable growth considering the millions upon millions of folks that China and Japan send abroad every year. And there's nowhere else on earth like Alaska. Well, and and
2: you, you've, you've traveled to Austin. I've, I've, been, I've been to many countries and I don't know if you saw in China, whenever I tell somebody I'm from Alaska, they always get, they get very excited usually. And sometimes they get a little bit, they're, they're, some people kind of like, Oh, people, you know, you still going to get the, Oh, you live there. You know, it's like, I don't know anybody from Alaska. Um, and it's there's still a big novelty I think of, and I think the tourism opportunities in the state is just it's an untapped totally untapped market in a lot of ways,
1: yeah well, I mean, you have buildings sitting there that are empty for how many months out of the year, and if you have people from Japan like you mentioned, want to come over and see the northern lights in the winter and uh-huh. if you scale that up, i mean the the buildings are there uh it it makes it so you immediately have jobs and I heard it said again and again during the trade mission it could do for uh, all of Alaska, what cruise ships do for Southeast Alaska in terms of economic development and driving the economy because, it, and, and all the pieces are there, you just need to make it so people can get here. And uh, whether it's from Shanghai, from Harbin, from where, wherever it ends up being from, uh, you know, for, for the 49th state guys, the story they had was uh, they, they were sitting and talking with, uh, with, uh, someone, uh, about potentially selling their, selling their beer and looking for ways to work together. And they, uh, they, the, the Chinese, uh, group, they said, oh, you know, we're really sorry. We're just a relatively small market and don't have that many people in our province. And just, just want you to know that up front. And they were like, oh, well, how many, how many people? And it was like 35 million. It was, it was crazy. Uh, and that's, and they
2: like. 750,000 people in Alaska
1: they told them that, and the, they all like looked it up on their phone and seemed to not believe it at first. Oh yeah,, no, I've had people
2: say there's no way because you tell them how big the state is it's like th- almost three times bigger than Texas, and you know we have less people than like a hundred of their biggest cit- cities yeah. it's it's wild when you think about it yeah. um, so uh, I want to talk about one more thing, so the session's over now, the recent session, and there was a big push to get um, this SP26 passed, which is the permanent fund. I guess a POMV—they call, they're calling it the using a part. So that that got through kind of at the end. Um, I guess how much do you, do, you, do you work much with the legislature? Or is that more? I know there's like a legislative. I do. Liaison. Yeah. What, Just by
0: nature of my job, I work a lot with legislators.
2: But but the what's the is it Darwin? Yeah, um, he's the
0: he's the legislative director.
2: Okay, so he he works. Um, his job is solely with the
0: legislature. Correct.
2: And then, and then so you, you um, what, like, day-to-day, are you doing a lot? Are you trying to help get the bills passed that the governor introduces? or?
0: Yeah, I mean, during session, of course, it's, it's a different job description. There's a lot more interaction with the legislature, working with them. Because, of course, at the end of the day, um, you know, the, the governor's office, you know, it's a powerful position. But you literally can't spend a dollar but for what the legislature appropriates to you. And you can't act outside the statutes. So the legislature, you know, the two halves of the whole. We can't do the job without them. And vice yeah, the versa. governor
2: can veto, but he can't
0: can. add. No, the the governor cannot add even a penny, or appropriate a penny that's not given uh, with a specific purpose by the legislature.
2: So were you guys um, this last session? You guys were living. You guys were both living in Juneau, right? Wasn't there some house people were? Li- were you were you in the house or?
0: The the governor's office does have a house uh, that was donated to it by the Juno Community Foundation. That, that would be a great reality show. Like, <laughs> I'm i do not sure. I don't know. who was living it. Who, is,
2: who is, Were you there, Austin?
0: Or? I was there. It might yeah. be pretty boring. People who are tired and go to bed at 9 p.m. You could you, you could, guys could see th- me.
1: You could see me sending emails uh, in my sweatpants instead of in a suit. You That's guys should throw me difference.
2: in there with like a GoPro, and I'll just interact with. I'll just be like you know, kind of the guy who's.
0: I, I, I think v- that would be an OSHA violation. I don't think, think that would be up to workplace standards. Yeah, too. Re- really
1: subtle, Landfield popping out with a
0: GoPro <laughs> on his forehead. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think it would be great. Um, so I guess, yeah, you mentioned earlier about your job during the session compared to when there's no session. So you're, you're Anchorage now, but I'm sure you travel a lot. But the, the job when there's no session becomes more of a state affairs kind of day-to-day
0: um yeah i think it you know it changes on demands um during legislative session that's your chance to get things done so that has to be a focus you know because that's that's the only time you can get legislation through that's when the budget for the next fiscal year is set so um you know it's it's like 10 jobs in one but that that part of the job has to take uh priority during that period okay,
2: i'm gonna ask you guys the same question you guys can i'm gonna ask scott first option so you can think about it so you've been there a year and a half what's kind of What's the, I guess, maybe craziest or, or just most intense thing that's happened to you? Like, what sticks out as, is, is like, wow, that was a really – that's something I really, I really had to deal with or something that was pretty – do you have anything that was
0: – I do think President Xi's visit was a sort of Im- – impressive and monumental thing to be sitting you know i was sitting with the vice premier uh the governor sitting arm's length away from president Xi. that was a that was an experience did you th- did
2: you take his hand or talk to him i or? shook
0: i shook the hand of president Xi and welcomed him to alaska president
2: i think he's like president for life now you guys hear about that
1: Does, uh well scott's chief of staff for life i don't know if you heard about that you should so. you should
2: uh, austin has
0: declared that yeah yeah no, there, there's that. There's 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 a lot of you know there's a lot of little things. These emergencies, um, you know, uh, when we had the recent earthquake and it looked briefly like. Um,
2: oh, I you know I did that when when that happened I was up, laying down, and the house shook a little bit, and then it really started. But it was weird. It wasn't like a, a violent shaking. It was just a a very long, steady sh- shaking, but I. Um, I did an article on it because the, the tsunami alert came out. And I remember that guy was like doing a Facebook live in, well. yeah. in Zinky and in, in Kodiak. But I got, I put on my Twitter because I talk, I have people, you know, in Homer and Seward and, um, where was the other one? Homer Seward and, and Valdez. And they were telling me like, you know, we're getting evacuated. We're going up to like driving, like the spit speed and there's police everywhere. And I kind of put this update on there and I got like a thousand retweets and I got contacted by the BBC in, in London, and they, they were like called me on Skype, and I, like, I gave the up, like update of what was happening from, from what I was hearing. It was pretty crazy.
1: So I, my, I, I'd say one of my weirder experiences actually involves a different earthquake. It was back in February, um, I believe, maybe even January. We flew to uh, Washington, D.C. From, from here, from Anchorage. Uh, we were on the ground for less time than we were in the air. It was for the King Cove signing ceremony. We flew back uh, and the flight schedule didn't line up. So we stayed in a hotel uh, at the SeaTac airport for like six hours and I uh, got in at like two in the morning, something like that, and uh, lay, lay down, fall asleep. And about two and a half hours later, uh, I start getting calls to my room and to my cell phone and pick up after two or three times, finally shake out of it and wake up. And it was the it was the governor saying, "Hey, there's been an earthquake. Uh, General Hummels on the line. She's calling me." And I look at my phone, start going through my phone, and there were emails from like Good Morning America producer and all these different people. And yeah, I, uh, I
2: got the same kind of because I had this article I, in the tw- tweet I put out, and I got all these. So you were you were not here then? You were?
1: We were yeah, we were on the way back. We were we were in route on the way back to Alaska. We were like two hours away from a flight and. Uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was uh, you know the the governor I think had not fallen asleep yet and was uh, happened to be awake and immediately immediately answered and uh, called me and he ended up going on the the Weather Channel and uh, some a couple other a couple other programs early in the morning to talk about what he knew and fortunately ended up being nothing but. Uh, it was, uh, it was definitely, definitely a weird, weird moment, uh,
0: th- thought I was dreaming or no, it was, you know. it was, I mean,
2: so you were here, you were here, were you awake when it happened? I was in Juneau.
0: Yeah. I, I promptly did get, get up to so, ha- so. have the same call with general Hummel. I mean, what's impressive is you get woken up, it's two thirty AM, you're clearing the cobwebs and you know, general Hummel, Homeland security, they've got a plan. They're giving you the, the status update. They're telling you what comes next. Um, most of the um, concern came out of, I guess, what turned out to be a malfunctioning buoy. Yeah, well, that was a, a, the a craziest tsunami.
2: thing was what I kept saying was everybody said there was a 20-foot su- rise in the buoy, and everybody was evacuating Seward and Kodiak and Homer. And, and we all, I mean, literally, we all thought there was going to be a tsunami. And then there was people that were, I'm not sure if they were just exaggerating or whatever, but, but there was people that I remember specifically writing, I'm, I'm watching the water in Seward go out. I was reading this, and, I, and I'm thinking, man, this is this is going to be potentially. I mean, we're just sitting there waiting for 30 or 40, because that's how long it would take. They were saying 30 minutes to an hour, I think, Wait, is what they were are saying. you
1: are you telling me that every comment on Facebook is not entirely true? I guess. That, I mean, it's fake news.
2: It's fake news. No, there was people that were, were saying on, like, radio, um, they were calling, the news that they, they came on, and they were like, I'm watching the water go out. And you remember in, in the big tsunami in uh, right. Thailand, all the water went, you know. And then it because I guess what happens a wave I'm not a scientist but the wave gets made and then the as it comes in it comes in, water as it, comes out, in yeah. it pulls the water out and then uh, it's funny what was uh, some comedian was talking about yeah. these like Europeans were like where's the water where's the water going like everybody else was like running the other direction like yeah. <laughs> we have I to mean, get out of here
0: fortunately it was a false alarm but I can tell you like those guys were on it like the the, the Department of Military Veterans Affairs Homeland Security I mean they're all over it they also have an ability to make all your phones ring at once, which is an exciting yeah, thing. Yeah, remember, remember we, all, we all got the alert,
2: the, yeah. the tsunami alert. Um, but, yeah, talk about anticlimactic. I mean, literally nothing happened after the earthquake.
1: Hey, boring is good. But, yeah. but everybody was Every
2: boring day in Alaska is a good day. Yeah. That's, that's uh, true that. Um, well, I want to thank you guys for, for – this has been fun. First podcast, how do I do? How do we do?
1: I promised I wouldn't call you low energy Anfield. You just did. Oh no, I did. I did. You just did. No, you were were, were high energy. You did good. We're we're
2: trying to keep. You know, if you guys have anybody else wants to come on the podcast, or if you guys are listening and you want to do a podcast, uh, we'll I'll pretty much do a podcast with anybody. Yeah. So just myself. It's kind of boring. That was
0: faint praise indeed for you and I, Austin. Yeah, I mean literally. I don't mean literally anyone.
1: (laughs) Anyone. That came out. Exhibit one. That, yeah, that his came, first that, podcast. That came out
2: differently than what I wanted it to sound like. <laughs> how, how
1: many times have you said that in your life, Jeff?
2: Um, something that I w- yeah something that came out differently than it should be. <laughs> yeah. Basically daily, m- several times a day. Well, so by you, gotta, all,
0: you gotta, by you all in, means give that guy a podcast. Give
1: that yeah. guy a podcast, and you got to tell us like one time that happened. That's, well, this that's is going to be the end of the podcast. Well this, well, this
2: is this thing here. So so when you have my own, I have this website and I have this podcast. So. i I could do it all myself which is pretty dangerous because who's in charge i'm in charge of the podcast and actually we can i'm not going to do it now but on the podcast you can use whatever language you want whereas on the radio the uh little fcc they, they 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 frown on using bad language um so another question before we end did did other people in the office who's aware that you guys are part of the the first inaugural jeff landfield landmine podcast
1: we didn't tell anybody, so it's probably our last day.
2: Yeah, well, I, you guys, it's funny because if somebody wanted to do a podcast in the governor's office with me, they probably would ask you guys, right?
0: That's a scary yeah. thought.
2: Like if somebody wanted to, like if I asked, I don't know, some person, could I do a podcast? I'm pretty sure they'd either ask you or you, can I do a podcast with this guy?
1: I hope, I hope it would come up. Did you guys they ask they
2: anybody it? if you could be here?
0: I asked I asked Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought Austin was in charge. Yeah. So
2: you guys, it's like I wonder. Maybe the gov- I hope the governor, if he, if he's not aware, I'm I'm sure he will be. We'll make sure to. You can you can go to the website. It'll be on the podcast. We're gonna have a new podcast link. It's gonna be awesome. Well, I want to thank Austin Baird, uh, Governor Walker's press secretary, and Scott Kendall, Governor Walker's chief of staff. Wow, we're like we're this, you guys are pretty. We're in a room now. I could I feel like I could if I took you guys hostage, I could get something.
1: What what would you want to get? Where are you, where are you driving at? I don't what know.
2: Do you want to know?
0: Bucket of chicken from Lucky? Wish no, I want, like get,
2: yeah. I get, get, get put in some like high level position.
1: What what would what is your dream job? If you could have any job, what would it be?
2: Any job? What would it be? Probably a traveling blogger. That the you know these some of these travel bloggers that get the real good ones they get paid to basically go places and do do reviews and do videos. I mean, there's a lot of people like anything else. There's a lot of people doing it, but the top ones essentially get get make a couple hundred grand a year just to go travel.
1: Then, then I apologize, but you could lock us in a room for as long as you want. Neither of us could give you a job as a travel blogger, right? No, that's the u- you said with the ultimate job. But if, if I was, Manfield. if I had
2: you guys hostage, what would I ask for? I would have to think about that. I'd probably want to be put on some commission or something, or just some like make me a commissioner. Just give me the title, commissioner.
0: commissioner
2: I don't even need Rob. to be on. Commission, maybe deputy commissioner. Put me like a deputy commissioner of uh, of labor. Yeah. Is there, is there an opening there?
1: Sure. Why not? Yeah.
2: I think we just have an agreement, so I'm gonna I'm gonna follow just, up with you on. Just that. show
0: up. I Just start going to work with. <laughs> one more thing for either that or it'll be Austin's last day at work. We'll find out. <laughs> Maybe. Spe-
2: Speaking of that, did you guys hear about this? Is the last thing there was uh, this commercial fishing um, commission? Uh, what is it, CFEC? And there's like three people on there, and they like, adjudicate you know fishing permits or anyways. There's a guy recently who had been on there for like 35 years. And he eventually, he was appointed by like, I think he was appointed by Sheffield. Anyways, he, he um, I guess he got taken off the commission. Eventually wasn't reappointed, but he kept showing up to work. And somebody who worked there told him about it. He like, they, they basically had to tell him, hey, like, you're done. You can't come back. And, and he had like a spare key and he still came back. It's awesome. That's basically what I'm trying to that, do. I
0: think that's Austin's retirement plan. Right it might, there. it
1: might be. I mean, how do you get? How did you get into this building? By the way, that's another question. Well, that's actually.
2: This is a nice, nice spot for a podcast.
1: It is. I love
2: yeah. it. I've uh, door was open. Brought yeah. the gear in. All right. Well, I think we're um, we're ending here. So I want to thank you guys for coming here, being part of the first podcast. Um, any any closing remarks? Maybe how? Well, I
1: mean, on the on the next show, you will have literally anyone. So <laughs> <I think> that's. <laughs> Maybe
0: the way to end this, thing.
2: or maybe you know, maybe we'll be back. Who knows? <laughs> no, maybe I'm going to call you guys and say nobody else wanted to be on. You guys want to? Basically, it'll just be our podcast from, from right now on—a weekly, weekly podcast. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, we'll be doing this at least weekly, maybe a couple. I don't know. We'll, whoever, whoever wants to come talk to me, but we will be doing more podcasts. So tune in. They'll be on the website alaskalandmine.com, and I think also the the app we're using or the plugin puts them on iTunes and Google Play. So more information to follow. I want to thank you all for tuning in and we will uh, talk to you guys next time.